Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was, hate to say it, but a bit of a rough day out there for our markets today. After yesterday's strong smart money hour close, we would have liked to have seen that rally from the end of yesterday continue into today, as we talk about here often uh, as well. You know, the, the first hour of trading, they call amateur hour. And the final hour of trading, the smart money hour. And today, we were hoping to get a repeat of yesterday. After opening lower, it would have been nice to at least get that rally into the close. And it looked like our markets wanted to do so until about the last couple hours of trading where we ended up falling into the close, finishing closer to the lows of the day after all. So we did not get that repeat of yesterday. Um, so some of that could have been a little bit of profit taking uh, ahead of tomorrow's inflation data and really more so than that, the fact that it's been a strong year and we've now entered the weakest two month or one of the weakest two month stretches of the year for the market. That's August and September. And so add in, we've got inflation data tomorrow. You can see people wanting to take profits and really overall today's trading had the feel of just another summer day here, the summer doldrums, if you will. As summer's beginning to wind down here, families are taking their last vacations uh, before the school year starts, before they really get back into the full swing of things for the fall. But that is beginning to wind down now, but there are a lot of people out of the office. So we're seeing it show up, we're seeing light volumes, uh, really overall. Um, so nothing out of the ordinary, just a slow summer day of trading. And we have a few big, big items coming up on the agenda here. So we've got consumer price index coming out tomorrow. So uh, uh, really, let me go back for a second because the slow summer days of trading, we don't see as a negative. We're going to use any pullback that we get in this period to add to our positions as we see a strong end of the year coming our way for the markets. Just like we started off the year, it's been a phenomenal year for the markets so far. We haven't hit our targets for the S&P 500 yet. Uh, so we see, we have not up, up, updated those targets in any way. We've been looking for a 30% year of gains for the S&P 500. And uh, that, that call remains unchanged here. So we think it's gonna be a very strong end to the year. Uh, and, and pullbacks need to continue to be bought from here. But going to the summer doldrums here is not too too. It's too early to tune out because tomorrow all eyes will be on the latest round of inflation data. Tomorrow we get the consumer price index back, and then right after that on Friday we'll get the producers price index data back as well. So a lot of important data coming up here. Very fortunately for us, the Fed doesn't have an FOMC meeting this month. We still have to listen to him speak at Jackson Hole later this month in August. It's very rare that they make any policy decisions at those meetings. Uh, every now and then they might surprise with one. But really, we don't have to hear back from the Fed until September, which means we'll also get another round of inflation data back for August, producer price index back for August as well, and another round of employment here. Uh, so as we've seen it, Looking at this inflation data, you've heard us talk about it a lot. We've now hit the one year mark from the high water mark on inflation, which I believe was June or, or, or July last year. 
So now we've gotten, we've reached that uh, point we should see inflation begin to fall off of a cliff. Right now, expectations for tomorrow are for roughly a two-tenths of 1% increase month over month, but we expect a much better number than that. <laughs> number one, again, year-over-year -year data, that means we're looking at the high watermark versus today where we see we're headed into a deflationary type of environment. You've heard Kip talk about this a lot the last couple of days as well. Um, you know, we've talked, Kim and I have talked a lot about how soon that is coming, but that is the trend. We are headed toward a deflationary environment for so many different reasons, which I won't get into here today. We could do a podcast just on that right there. Um, but then also, Kim mentioned yesterday, what we just saw in China, where they've seen a deflationary environment already taking place as well. Yesterday, China's uh, consumer prices declined by three-tenths of a percent year-over-year. Producer prices falling a massive 4.4% year-over-year. That's the first major drop we've seen in China, the largest since February of 2021. And we think the U.S. is going to follow that as well from here. And adding in cheaper imports from China, doesn't doesn't hurt to our hurt our case at all. As a matter of fact, it adds to our case for a deflationary future. So stay tuned here. We'll be reporting on the inflation data tomorrow. Now let's take a look at our market action on the day today. As I uh, talked about earlier, not the finish we would want to see on the day. As we did finish near the lows of the day, uh, we were led, if you want to call it that, by the Dow down just over half a percent to 35,123. Next up, the S&P 500 down 7 tenths of 1% to 4,467. Uh, after that, small caps down 0.85% to 1,930. And finally, here for the day, the NASDAQ down 1.17% or 162 points to 13,722. I will also point out that the semis led lower on tech there today. Um, that, so not exactly what we want to see, but again, this is a historically weak time for the market. And while we don't like to see tech lagging, and especially not the semis lagging tech, we are also not looking at this as a huge surprise and not something that's foreboding a market crash here. These two, the tech and the semis have just been red hot from the October lows. And uh, even when uh, tech hasn't been leading, we've seen other sectors come in. This ro healthy rotation we've talked so much about uh, into the unloved sectors when tech needs a pause, we see that as healthy bull market action. Now we have reached a point where the semis and tech are reaching oversold levels on our short-term VRA momentum oscillators. We still have a, a little bit more we could give up uh, on our longer-term momentum oscillators to get to even more extreme oversold levels. If we were to get to those extreme oversold levels, We'd probably look at that as a type, as as far as we've come this year, we'd still look at that as a back up the truck and buy type of scenario. But what's been so good? So we are seeing semis lagging, seeing tech lagging. We aren't quite oversold yet. So what are we looking at here? You're talking about this rotation and you look at the sectors and we finished with just, uh, what, four out of our 11 sectors higher on the day, but an important one finished higher on the day. And that was energy. 
energy companies were the best performer in 2020, 2021. And as you see often, a lot of times the laggards from the year before are the winners the year after. Well, tech has done that this year. Energy, uh, and a lot of times you see the opposite as well. Last year's leaders will become the laggards. So our leaders from 2021 and, and 2020 were our laggards in 2022. We see this rotation coming back into energy now as they're really starting to show some life. Uh, they've, they've got some work to do and I'll cover this more in our sector watch, but I do want to point this out because this is the gyration in the market that is so healthy. When tech is taking a break, energy stocks wrapping up five positive sessions in a row, up another 1.26% today and hitting their highest level since January. Oil also hitting its highest levels since uh, late 2022 as well. So that's the healthy kind of action that you want to see from a market that really adds to our belief here that this is just a pause. Uh, and so right on cue though, when energies getting that rotation, NASDAQ now has been down six out of the last seven sessions for the NASDAQ 100. But again, we don't see this as a reason to panic here um, and rather just continue to see these market rotations as this new bull market continues to power higher from here. Next up here, looking at our internals on the day, not the numbers you would like to see here either, but not awful. We didn't get the you know two or three to one negatives that we saw so much of in 2022 already in 2023 i say already we're eight months into the year but we've had more days of good internals uh so far this year than all of last year and i don't think it's even close it's been a much better year for our internals now they've paused as well we're seeing them give up some of the the ground that they gained going into the end of july really uh, we still see that as a pause. We'll continue to keep you updated on it here, but we do want to see some improvement from the internals. That'd be very good to see. But today, advancing or excuse me, declining stocks beating out advancing stocks for both the NYSE and the Nasdaq. Not big beats though. 52-week highs to lows had our one bright spot on the day, coming in over two to one positive on the NYSE, although just about or a little over two to one negative for the Nasdaq. Lastly here, volume negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, but not massive volume or anything crazy today. Uh, so less than in stellar internals this week. Again, we want to see those improve from here. All right, looking at our sectors on the day, let's go back to energy because this has been a very impressive run from this sector. Again, XLE, the energy ETF up five days in a row, hitting its highest level since January of this year, breaking through some of its shorter shorter term downtrend lines. Still has some work to do from this group, but we like to see the multi-month highs that we're seeing here. Uh, next up after energy, real estate was higher on the day, followed by utilities and consumer staples. Again, our laggard on the day, as you might expect, tech, followed by communication services, which is made up of mostly tech as well. After that, consumer discretionary and financials continue to take it on the chin after yesterday. But I will point out, when I was looking at the charts before this podcast, it wasn't a good day for the financials, but we were able to hold above yesterday's lows. So that tells you a little something there. Uh, whether I would make a trade on that, I have no love for this sector uh, and really try to avoid it. Uh, but to stay above that, that initial reaction from yesterday from the Moody's downgrades of a lot of these mid-sized banks, 
uh, you know, we'd love to see the financials shrug it off. At the end of the day, you want financials to at least participate in a bull market. It's part of a healthy bull market as well. They, they are, you know, losing their influence, but still an important part of the market. Uh, all right, next up here and finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Let me get a quick refresh of my commodity screens here. Gold now down. 0.62% on the day. Interesting to see the gold miners were up on the day though. We This is a group we've liked for a long time. These companies, as Kip talked about, corporate balance sheets, by and large, very healthy for the market. The mining companies for gold miners, uh, just seeing more and more reports, just how strong these companies really are right now. They batten down the hatches and they're ready to get to work. So this is a group that we continue to like, especially if we continue to see gold head higher from here, which we expect as well. Gold now at $1,947 an ounce. Silver now down just over three-tenths of 1% to $22.72 an ounce. We were followed there by copper which was up half a percent on the day to $3.78 a pound. And oil, uh, similar to energy, been on a nice run here. Let's get a look. Um, so this is one, it hadn't had five positive up days in a row like we saw from XLE, but today, oil up big over 1.5%, 1.57 now to 84.22 a barrel. That's the first time that oil has reached those levels since November of last year. That takes out its previous high for all of 2023. And now that's a multi-month high, not a 52-week high. But as we say here often, new highs begets new highs. And so we'll take a new high on the year from oil here. And again, we do remain bullish on this group. We started alerting our members to it here over the last couple of months, and they've improved a lot in the meantime. This chart's really starting to pick up some steam. Uh, finally here, Bitcoin, uh, <clears throat> giving back some of the gains from yesterday, uh, today, uh, now down 1.68% to 29,484 of Bitcoin. That's down $500 of Bitcoin on the day today. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Again, that's VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.